This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. We've got our take cannons loaded and ready. Ready. Absolutely dominant on deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short routes. Boys are back. Excellent separation against man coverage. This is reception. Reception. The show. You've got Amon Ross St. Brown at. uh, Tell me. Well, right now he is in in fantasy. Anyways, he's the wide receiver ten. Where is he? Oh, excuse me. I think you you have him right. I have him at wide receiver 10. I, I believe he's higher than that currently. Yes. Yeah. He is the wide receiver four in fantasy right now with 180 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, talk to me about how high he moved up and the thought process there. Yeah, I had him initially at the top of my fifth tier of receivers, um, and I've moved him now to the top of the third tier. Um, actually, no, I think I had him at the bottom of tier four. Now he's at the top of tier three, and I ha- I did have him. He was in featured in the article. Uh, shout out to me. Was featured featured in the article. <laughs> Ten receivers that reception perception is higher than consensus on. I think he's actually right. the cover guy on that uh, on that post on the website. So for sure. I mean, look, dude, I love Amon Ross St. Brown. I've been on record about this. I mean, dude, you and I actually had a video right after the, the, the draft. This is not revisionist history. You and I had a video right after the draft. You can find it on our YouTube page that the Packers effed up taking Amari Rogers over Amon Ross St. Brown. Like, Clearly. so by the, by the way, have you seen the video? Of, um, it's, I think it was just going around today. So you, you might've missed it. Cause I know you're, you're big, uh, big TV guy on Wednesdays, <laughs> yeah. big, fa- big famous stuff. James Coe. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I do code. some. I do some. Uh, yeah, okay, all right. But calm down, calm down. All right, I do some TV stuff on to, on Wednesdays. All right, just relax. But did you see the video of him in the in like a press conference today talking about? Oh yeah, I was looking on the uh, other sideline for um, that Commanders receiver Deami Brown that they took ahead of me, uh, but I didn't see him playing much in the game. Wow, throwing some shade. I love it. Dude, love he is that. and like on hard knocks too, he he like could list all name by he could Every go by name person. all the guys that That's got nuts. taken ahead of him. Yeah, he's oh my god. So he's pretty competitive fella. But anyways, I love um it. yeah, I mean he is I just think he's based like he is this year's Cooper Cup. Uh he is this guy like he's gonna have that type of season. Uh, you could Break look. Uh, we could look back in a couple of weeks and think that wide receiver ten is too low for him. I mean, mm. the guys I have again, I have him at the top of tier three. Oh no, actually, I have him right behind Michael Pittman. That's it. I think that's an interesting debate. Like, would you rather have Mike sure. Pittman or would you rather have Amon Ross St. Brown the rest of this year? Ooh, Two USC guys, by the way. I know, isn't that weird? Um, and I think they played together as well. Um, they did. I I would rather have I would rather have Pittman because of his versatility inside outside and again this just goes back to when you look at the profile of top 10 fantasy wide receivers generally these guys do play the x um not saying that you can't get there obviously we saw cooper cup win the triple crown in receiving last year so obviously you can do that um but if we're just playing the overall you know trends and and kind of looking at what um the profile is of these dominant guys at the in the top 10 it's generally guys that could play outside as well. I don't know. Um, I guess, you know, a big question, a big factor in that, Matt, is how cooked do you think Matt Ryan is? Or do you think that was just a week two blip? 
Great question. Uh, and I want to revisit that X receiver versus slot receiver, like top 10 point here in a, in a little bit, but just on the okay. Matt Ryan thing, um, <laughs> I'm a little freaked out about, I'm a little freaked out about Matt Ryan to, to be honest with you, yeah, dude. but it's not, it's not necessarily, um, a Matt Ryan thing. The, the one thing I am really concerned about is, um, the, the one thing I'm really concerned about is the ecosystem in, in um, Indianapolis being a lot worse than I thought. Um, and, and by the way, I don't want to totally freak out about the Colts. I know they lost to the damn Jaguars. Um, right. This is actually pretty crazy, James. Uh, the Jaguars are six and 30 over their last 36 games. Four of those victories have come against the Colts in the 2019 season finale, the 2020 season opener, the 2021 season finale, and week two this year. Like <laughs> they've won insane. six games in their last 36 and four of them have been against the Colts, which by wow. the way, probably not good for like the Jaguars to have your number, but <laughs> it's just, you look at the receiver core that Matt Ryan was playing with, like without Michael Pittman and Alec it Pierce too. Who we, we, we like Alec Pierce. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's total dust. Like Paris Campbell enough already with Paris Campbell. Yeah, like I, I know he, the biggest thing is he can't stay healthy, but like he is also not that good of a player. Um, you know, Ashton Doolin, like Michael Strachan, scratch your back or whatever, like oh. uh, not great. Right. The, the, the biggest problem though, um, is that the offensive line doesn't look like, close to the same unit and we've seen this happen to teams before yeah. like Dallas's offensive line was much you know discussed and had all those accolades for years and then mm -hmm. it starts to fall apart and it falls apart fast and I wonder if the, the this is kind of starting to happen to the Colts too because their left tackle position is not solved and Matt Ryan in week two was dead last in terms of EPA per drop back when pressured like that that I think it, if that offensive line is going to be an issue it's going to be an issue with Indianapolis overall yeah no doubt about it um yeah, I mean, you think about what they did uh, this offseason. Obviously, they trade away Carson Wentz. They go get Matt Ryan. Um, yeah, boy, even even having somebody like Alex Pierce, you know, somebody that can actually stretch the field a little bit. I They yeah. don't have that guy right now. And obviously, Michael Pittman's your chain mover. He can do everything. Uh, but he was out as well. So I don't know. I'm kind of sort of willing to give the Colts a pass there in week number two. But you, you just can't get around the fact that, boy, Matt Ryan did not look, look good. No, he didn't look great, man. Um, so there is yeah. some concern there. All right. Uh, the I Colts also always start slow, by the way. They always start. They always stink in September. Every single year under Frank Reich, which, by the way, again, not good to always start slow in September, just like it's not good for the Jaguars to have your damn number, you know? So I'm not like giving Frank Reich and the boys a pass for this, but it is just right. the way they start every single year. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so you piqued my interest there. You said uh, you wanted to circle back about uh, top 10 wide receivers and the slot position. Okay, so talk to me. What, what are you thinking here? Well, so I think that we're just in a different era of the NFL right now where, like, we need to kind of reimagine. And I, I've definitely thought this way too, James. So, like, we're I, I'm evolving my thought process on this just like I think, you know, you were discussing. We're typically – number one receivers in fantasy and really number one receivers in the NFL. We do think of these guys as the prototypical 
X receivers, you know, the mm-hmm. prototypical outside guys like the the Julio Jones archetype, uh, the AJ Green archetype of guys. Calvin um, Johnson, the list goes Calvin on. Calvin Johnson, yeah. yeah. Of course, and like even um, Devontae Adams, Stefan yep. Diggs, like more recent examples. Um, Jamar Chase is that guy as well. Um, but I do think that it's kind of time to start reimagining that because I think it it puts our blinders up to guys like Cooper Cup, who sort of did like what Amon Ross St. Brown did last year, which is like came out of not came out of nowhere, but was an established player. And it's like, okay, well, like I think a lot of the my theory on Amon Ross St. Brown, because the big discussion point all offseason was, oh, he's not going to get those targets again because all those guys were hurt, blah, 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 which yeah. was stupid. <laughs> and it was bad at the time. And it looks even worse in hindsight. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I think that a lot of that is because not just because he was a day three pick, but I also think it was because he was, um, you know, a, a, a slot receiver. I think if he had come out and been like a, an X receiver type, I think people would have bought into him more, but I, I think it's almost like a slot receiver, sort of like a pejorative term, which I don't think it should be anymore. You know, our, our buddy, Josh Scott, That's a good point. in the, in the discord asked us today, like the counter, like what's the counterpunch for these guys with, um, with defense, like with defenses, right? Because the counterpunch to like 2020 Tyree kill and Stefan Diggs to a degree with the bills was like those two high shells. Um, but it, that, that's been like beneficial to guys like Cooper cup and I'm on Ross St. Brown. So what is the defensive counterpunch to these guys? And I honestly don't, that's the thing that leads me to be like buying in on these players as number one type receivers. I don't know. I don't know hmm. what the, what the defensive counterpoint is because you can't du- you. It's so hard. And you talk to NFL cornerbacks, you talk to NFL wide receivers, they'll tell you, you know, a guy like Mike Evans, who has played most of his career on the perimeter. I talked to him this off season and, you know, he made the point like Cooper cups able to do what he does. And the, the bucks like current coaching staff has been pretty actually good about getting their guys like thir- even 30% snaps out of the slot or 30% routes out of the exactly. slot, like Mike Evans yeah. included. And he says, when you move in there, like it's really defenses can't realistically double you. It's, or it's much harder to double the slot receiver. Um, sure. It's much harder to like press man, the, the, the slot receiver, which is obviously we know that press targets, man targets, like even in reception perception, those routes are, have lower success rates. It's harder to get open against man press coverage than it is against zone coverage. So I don't really know what the defensive counterpunch is to these guys, um, especially when they're running these shorter patterns or whatever, like defenses are kind of willing to give you that. They're not really willing to let you burn them over the top. So I'm moving more and more to thinking that like a guy like Amon Ross St. Brown can be a number one receiver, just like a guy like Cooper Cup can be a number one wide receiver. If they're just going to get fed a shit ton of volume, then they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna be top level fantasy receivers. I think the math just ends up working that way. And I think a great example of that right now, these two guys we talked about the last episode, and um, they're in the in season charting tracker on the website is Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson because Garrett Wilson is getting those like off the line routes. He's getting those slot routes. Um, and Elijah Moore is not like Elijah Moore is running the perimeter outside the number uh, targets. And you're seeing the targets go to Garrett Wilson. Who's a great player. Elijah Moore is a good player too, sure. but yeah. So I, I don't know, kind of long answer there, but I just think we got to start coming around to these guys, like being like slot receivers also, um, you know, just being, um, being top level guys in fantasy okay. and real life. I like it, man. Um, and certainly, you know what I'd love to do? And at some point I will, I'm going to have to dig into some of your success rates versus zone coverage. Um, and then see who's, you know, who's doing really well there. Because I tell you what, um, I think as a predictive measurement, I think that 
um, in today's NFL, I mean, you talk about cover two and, and, and zone looks deep and all that stuff. It's like, um, I think that you're right. I think when you take a look at that, um, that will certainly help you kind of in the predictive business, look at who might be able to do well. Um, and certainly look, working with certain quarterbacks is certainly going to help you. You know what I mean? Jared Goff um, can do a lot of different things, but I think he has kind of sort of been conditioned uh, yes. to, towards looking uh, into the slots. And then, and then again, what do they have at quarterback Joe Flacco in New York? It's like, all right, well, you know, at this point in his career, he's not a deep ball thrower. He was at one point, he threw a beautiful deep ball um, at, at some point in his career. I don't know if that's, his, I don't know if that's his game now. Right. So I don't know. I, I think, I think matching those two things together probably makes a lot of sense. Two points here. Um, the, right now in the NFL, no team is running um, zone. Co- and this is according to Pro Football Focus. No team is running man coverage at a rate higher than 39%. The highest team is the Detroit Lions at 39.6% wow. man coverage. And wow. um, 18 teams right now are running zone coverage 70 plus percent. And I, I like some of these numbers, it's, you know, there are certain schemes where like, you can be manned up on the outside if you're if you're the outside receiver, but you're going to see right. more zone from like mm-hmm. linebackers and safeties if you're in the slot. So I think this is like an approximation, but that's sure. just one point to make there. Um, and then you mentioned like digging into the zone success rate numbers. Would you like me to tell you who the top seven players in success rate for zone coverage were last year? Hit me. Cooper Cup, Deontay Johnson, Devontae Adams, Stefan Diggs, Debo Samuel, <laughs> Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill. Hey. Pretty good play. Pretty That'll good work. players, guys who put up a ton of numbers, work. And, and and some other guys that were just behind them, Isaiah McKenzie, LOL. But that, let's ignore that for a second. Uh, Michael Pittman, Rashad Bateman, Devontae Smith, like those are guys we all really like wow. to be breakout receivers. So you know, okay. just just a note there. Okay, so there you go. Um, and I've said this before. I, you know, I, I wrote an article on the website um, as well, just talking about you know when you look at success rate versus man and press, it is that's actually a very good predict. It's a shortcut in a lot of ways because if you can beat man that means you're successful in a lot of different areas yes. you know what i mean so and i think that is also true now when we start talking about zone coverage as well but you're right uh, I, i'd love to just kind of hyper focus in on that and at some point um i'll, I'll get the uh, the pen out and uh, start doing some writing there too so there you go 